right, let's get this show on the road then. Welcome back to the Content Swap Podcast, where you are joined by Parker and... Aaliyah. Sorry, <laughs> that was so weak. Like, I'm Aaliyah. <laughs> Your co-host of this podcast. Yeah. Show us the show us the co-host energy. Parker and... Aaliyah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> You can give as much energy as you want. Yeah. It's our podcast. Yeah. It's just, it's early. I got period cramps. My lips are dry. I'm struggling today. I understand. It's it's early in the morning and we're, I mean, we're recording this the day that we are posting it. So yeah. yeah. Let's just jump right into <laughs> it. How about that? <laughs> Hope you've all had a good week. A good start to your new year. Uh, yeah, we are trying a new thing this week called waking up at 6 a.m. every day, no matter what time you go to sleep. Yeah. And uh, it's been working out so it's far. It's been getting easier. Has yeah. it been easier for you? It's totally been easier. Like today I got up and I wasn't angry. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, okay. The first morning I woke up and I just felt horrible. Yeah, we both were like, we're going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this morning I was like, mm, all right, well, I'm up. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little tired now. I'm like, this is the first coffee of the day and it's three hours after waking up, but you know what? I'm here doing it. It's a podcast. Mm -hmm. So what are we talking about? Yeah. So you're going to talk about Emily in Paris. That's what What? I assigned you. Yeah. So I was assigned a little show. Maybe you've heard of it called Emily in Paris. Who hasn't heard of it? It's the talk of the town. It's on Netflix. <laughs> I believe it came out in 2020. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I didn't look it up. But. New seasons uh, on Netflix now, season three. So exactly. clearly people like this show enough for them to keep making seasons of it. <laughs> and people are watching it. It's addictive. You Ye- can't pinpoint it because it's not a great show. But like for some reason, you can you're invested and you keep watching it i mean the first thing i noted down was um well this might make somebody upset but uh the first thing i wrote down was mtv studios production which i didn't know and i was like okay i mean mtv makes trash that's aside i didn't say that i'm saying it (laughs) aside from that golden era where we had like parental control may true life like those shows none of the things that would fly in popularity uh these days yeah they're terrible next oh my gosh i used to love next so yeah i guess this is an mtv studios production doesn't doesn't play like one I'll say um so it's about this girl emily she is working in marketing in fashion right oh it's not fashion specific oh yeah sorry she works in pharmaceuticals and the place that she works for just acquired a small fashion marketing firm well they're not fashion specific either they just do luxury brands whatever like fits into like luxury goods all right my bad (laughs) Okay, we yeah. watched six episodes. I feel like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Everything Antoine does is like perfumes. Oh, that's right. Okay, so yeah. it's luxury brands. All right, yeah. so she works for a marketing firm in Chicago. She makes sure to make sure that you know that she's from Chicago. Yeah, they many times. A lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, marketing firm in Chicago. They acquired a small luxury brand marketing firm in. Paris, mm-hmm. France, 
for those of you that don't know. Um, <laughs> there's other, there's Paris's in other there places. Are, there are Paris's in America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, her boss is supposed to go set up the new marketing firm with their, you know, principles and, you know, help run things. Yeah. And... Her boss finds out that she's pregnant, like very last minute. So somebody has to go take this job in Paris. And Emily's like, I'm going to go. And <gasps> twist, she has a boyfriend. I don't know if I said that already. <laughs> that jerk. Um. Well, yeah, she's got a boyfriend. And they're like, I don't know how long they've been together. I don't even know his name. I don't either. <laughs> I think it's Doug. Doug. It's Doug. It's Doug. Yeah. Um, and I mean... <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, all this setup, it's good for, like, yeah, uh, it, 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 ha- it like, this is the first, <laughs> like, three minutes of the show, so I, yeah. that's what I'm trying to get at here. Um, she's very quickly in Paris, like, they spent, they, they waste no time at all getting our main character from Chicago to Paris. It's mm. like, boyfriend, boss, marketing firm, somebody has to go, boom, she goes, Boyfriend's not happy about it. She moves into an old building and like she goes to the marketing firm and they're like, oh my gosh, American girl. They don't, she doesn't respect our French way of life, which she doesn't. She doesn't. And (laughs) I was like, I understand why the French hate Americans. Like she's trash. (laughs) She's so annoying. No, I like, I get it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so like it just jumps right into, you know, she's she's got work relationships. She, there's different brands that they're representing. She's trying to impress different clients. She's making friends. Yeah, she's trying to establish herself and establish her, like, credibility as a great marketing person. Yeah, and after a couple episodes, her... Uh, her and her boyfriend are trying to make it work long distance, and he's all like, I think you should come back. I don't want to do long distance. And she's like, well, you suck. Bye. And yeah. I mean, that's basically, I could go into more detail, but that's, that's what that happens. was. It was such an abrupt, like he was cool. And then two seconds later, he was he like, was I'm, not I don't cool. ever want to leave Chicago. Bye. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. boom, Paris. Yeah. And she's there. I mean, I took a million notes actually, as I was watching it, where people would say things about like love or romance or relationships and every time i would note that down and i would be like okay the boyfriend is toast like he's not he's not gonna make it and he does not yeah and yeah i don't know i mean like she's there uh i mean i i don't i don't i have all these notes but i'm like what are they good for it's like she's just she's trying to impress people she starts her own instagram account called emily in paris where she starts out with like 42 followers or something 48 followers hashtag room with a view and then she uh slowly like she's posting and people start following her they're living vicariously Mm -hmm. through her living in paris living the dream Mm -hmm. that so many american girls Mm -hmm. wish to live and She's doing it. She makes a new friend named Mindy. Mm-hmm. And Mindy is from, uh, let's see. She lived in America at one Shanghai, point, right? but she's from China. Yeah. yeah. She like speaks 
fluent, I was about to say American uh, English. <laughs> I mean, she speaks fluent English, and she has an American accent when she's speaking English. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also knows Mandarin. She also knows French. Mm-hmm. And she's working as a nanny for a family in Paris. So, um, yeah, she just, like, makes a lot of friends. There's this whole th- ordeal with her living on the fifth floor, but in France, the first floor is the ground floor, and then the first floor, the actual like floor one, is floor two, as it would be in America. So her her neighbor lives on the fourth floor, which in America would be the fifth floor. She lives on the sixth floor, but in France, she lives on the fifth floor. So she keeps accidentally showing up at her neighbor's apartment, and he's like this young, handsome guy named Gabrielle. Gabrielle. And, you know, there's some stuff there <laughs> and uh i don't i don't know what to say it's just it's like a very like fish out of water story mm-hmm. it's they it kind of it makes a spectacle of french culture and lifestyles and we as americans are supposed to watch this and be like wow and that <laughs> <laughs> And it works. And it works. You know, it it, it works. I don't, I don't know. Like if you go to France and you say like, oh, I love Emily in Paris. I don't know what they'll say, but. I don't know. I mean, these characters who are like the French people that she like works with and things, they are French in real life. Yeah, they are French so, in real life. I don't know. Maybe they'll be like, oh, that's great. Uh, I don't know. But the whole thing about her building being old. There was this guy that I used to watch on YouTube who lived in in Paris for a few years. I don't know if he still lives there or not. And I remember he moved into this like old building and like the same issue she would have. He would like make vlogs and be like, what is up with this building? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's like from like Indiana. And like, I don't know. It just reminded me of that. But and apparently, so a fun fact. Yeah, go, so they go all ahead. lived. Obviously, all the actors, all of this is actually shot in Paris. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They all lived in Paris for the time that they were um, filming, and pretty much everything that happens to Emily in the show was happening to like Lily Collins, and so she was like, it was so weird because like we'd have these scripts of like these situations Emily would be in, and those were the exact situations that I was in while I was living so here. So real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm assuming there's some, you know, truth to the Paris experience. Yeah, I mean, like, she's she's kind of like a disruptor. Like, they yeah. have, uh, if you watch the new Knives Out, uh, like, they're like, where have I heard disruptors. that? Disruptors. Uh, yeah, um, no, but I mean, like, she's very much kind of shaking things up where she's mm-hmm. at there. She's supposed to be bringing an American perspective, and they kind of have yeah. their, like, French way of doing things. So there is, like, a a mixing and matching kind of thing that's going on where she does start to do good work, and they learn how to appreciate her. And then she also learns to, like, stop being so American all the time mm-hmm. and learn to live in a more French way. And it's, for me, watching it, it, it is definitely, like, it feels educational. I'm certainly, <laughs> I, again, like, I don't know what French people would think of me being like, oh, yeah, I learned everything I know about 
France and French people yeah. from watching Emily in Paris. But I'm certainly learning more than what I knew before watching this. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate and like I, I mean it's it is it is interesting because there is like a very different culture and just like way of living Mm -hmm. in france Mm -hmm. and i know like people talk about it all the time and they're like oh yeah like french people are like pretty rude they don't like americans um watching this and kind of seeing that play out you know with an american character who i can put myself in the shoes of and seeing how people treat her i'm like dang um but then Mm -hmm. like once she kind of comes around and kind of learns how to act in a way that they approve of um it's it's kind of starts to make sense you know yeah yeah i think that's like my biggest downside to her character like the thing that just irks well there's a few things that irk me about the show which is why I, why i say it's a bad show but i for some reason i'm still very entertained by it um is yeah just like her uh lack of care about the culture and just like the way she comes in and just like they're like you don't you're not even trying to learn the language like you're not even trying to grasp this you're just coming in and being like, let me redo everything. And like, you guys aren't doing it well or efficiently. Let me fix it. And like the fact that she's like, as Americans, you know, we're so go, 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 go. Work, 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 work. And they're like, that is not how we do things here. Like, yeah, it is. It's so important to have work life balance. And like, we care about that. Do not come in here and try to make us do that. Yeah. It kind of like it dri- It would drive me nuts that she wouldn't think like, hey, maybe there's a different way of doing yeah. things here. But also, I think it's like intentionally written to be. Of course. Like she is this fish out of water that doesn't know. And now we have yeah. to write a scene in which we display how things are different and we are going to have to make our character look stubborn and dumb and American in the process. For sure. Like when she's like, oh, my steak is too red. It's too rare. Like send it back. They're like, no. They're like, no, it's (laughs) it's perfect. Eat it. And she's like, no, the customer is always right. And it's like, okay. Like, Like quite literally taking something that Americans say or that yeah. like is part of our service industry yeah. and the customer is not always projecting right. <laughs> it onto a, a yeah. completely different culture yeah. and for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely intentional. Um, a few other things that irk me. Well, should I wait and let you give your opinion about things or I mean, I don't have much more. Okay. Well, a few yeah. things that irk me about the show was that, but of course, like you said, it's intentional. But also, so with this show, everything works out for Emily. Like, oh. no matter what situation she's in, it all pans out the way that she wants it to go. I mean, isn't it supposed to be that kind of show? It is. It is. Um, but it gets to a point where it's like, like I'm... She's wearing plot not to, armor? Not to spoil season three. I'm not going to spoil season three. But like, now that I'm watching season three, I'm like... It's all just uh, yeah. Positivity I'm like all it's all just like, every episode. Boom, there's a problem. Boom, it works. She works her magic. It works out. And like I'm like okay, now I'm getting kind of bored because there's no like there's no, there's no real drama. tension. Yeah. yeah. Um. And on to- and then on top of that, when there when she has some sort of relational issue with a person, like for an episode, they have some sort of problem. It's stressful, right? Because she's having this issue with the person she cares about. And then out of nowhere, it's just resolved. And, like, so quickly. Like, it doesn't – they don't let it simmer. They don't, like, 
get into the complexities of it it's just like by the next episode they've worked it out and it's like yeah it's like this episode's problem is going to be this episode's problem it's not going to be next episode's problem yeah there's no yeah kind of like consistent through line of overarching drama yeah and i'm like if this were a real life situation where this thing happened like you all would not be all you know fine and dandy Mm. within the next two days like this would have been something that like could have potentially broken the relationship for good or like it just i don't know it just didn't make sense there's only like one specific thing that kind of lasts for multiple episodes and i don't want to spoil it because you haven't seen it but that's yeah it's just and it's not even really an issue with emily per se well i mean like there's so one episode i watched i only watched you know about half of the first season and so i don't feel bad about spoiling this (laughs) um like she likes gabrielle and at one point like he cooks dinner for her and her coworkers because it's a last minute thing like she needs she needs a favor for somebody to cook for this business deal to like go down correctly and so he does her a solid um and you know he has to make sure not to abuse the power of the salad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that I was i literally can't hear the word solid without thinking of the power of the salad yeah that was a that was a regular show reference um literally my favorite that was an inside joke so <laughs> we apologize to the listeners at home um the power of the salad <laughs> um anyway so he does her a solid and then she goes back to kiss him to thank him while well, she's like thank you and then her boss is like mm, maybe like you forgot something back there mm-hmm. so she goes back she kisses him then she finds out that her one of her new friends that she just met kemi K- kemi? kemi 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 it's like camille but kemi 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 Kami, gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, Cammy, uh, like Cammy. <laughs> um, yeah, one of her new friends. Turns out she's Gabrielle's girlfriend, and so that's like whoa drama. So like that drama lasts into the next episode, but they sort out that drama by the three of them going to like a pop up uh, for a Starry Night. it's like a van gogh pop-up a van gogh pop-up thank you um (laughs) starry night specifically (laughs) i could not remember that it was van gogh (laughs) i didn't want to make that clear but now the audience knows Um, (laughs) so yeah they go to a van gogh pop-up and they just end up just having a conversation and she's like let's forget that happened he's like all right i already forgot about it and it's like okay and she's like but like you know you kissed me back and then he's like it's not a normal response to do, isn't it? Like, that's not, like, I'm in a relationship, but, like, you kissed me, so it's normal for me to kiss back, right? And that's kind of like, eh, well. But, like, that's that's kind of where, like, the Frenchness of the show plays out, where you're mm-hmm. like, I, as the viewer, have been, uh... I guess, educated to this point of French culture where I'm supposed to watch this and not really look at that response from him and say, oh, that's still not a great thing to say. Um, 
but it's okay because I've been indoctrinated into the French way of thinking. And I'm like, no, that's normal. Yeah. But my American brain who is watching this is still like. Cheater. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of, you know. Yeah. So there's that. But I mean, aside from that, it's, yeah, it is very happy-go-lucky. And yeah. they still, I mean, they're still friends. It's chill. They will, they got past it like adults, which is great, you know, mm-hmm. as they should. Um, I just don't know. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't just be writing off Gabrielle. Like, yeah, that was fine for you to kiss back when you had a girlfriend. Um, but, keep watching. Ah, uh, yeah. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. Um, do you have a favorite character in the show? Um, I like her two coworkers. I don't know their names. They're my, are you talking about Julian and Luke? I think so. Yeah. There's like the, there's the, the dude, older the man. older tall man. That's Luke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there's like the younger, is he gay? I don't know. The okay. black dude? Yeah, the black dude. <laughs> but he, he His like. His name is Julian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He has a, a flair to him and I can, that I can appreciate. Um, I mean, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Doesn't there's a, there's a does whole scene matter. where he's like talking about a guy. Anyway. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um anyway, yeah, he's I like great. those I like those <laughs> those two characters are my favorite. They're they're funny and they They're so funny. They kind of represent like the the non-boss coworkers that she has, like the the people who are like I would say that she interacts with that are not mm-hmm at like a higher level of authority than she is that mm-hmm. she interacts with that are like representative of French people mm-hmm. aside from like, you know, Gabrielle, mm-hmm. who's more of like a love interest. Mm-hmm. These are like, these are like her <laughs> just like colleagues. colleagues who are like French people. And that's like yeah. what they represent in my mind. And mm-hmm. they're, they're very funny. Yeah. They're yeah. hilarious. I love them. I think that's why I love the show is them. And I really like Mindy too. Mindy's great but there was yeah. this whole part where Mindy sang in the park that was like <laughs> okay Mindy starts off kind of cringe it was pretty cringe but it gets way better <laughs> okay her character gets way better it was I was just like this is yeah but she's kind of the person she's like the bridge between the American and the French yeah, like yeah. I don't know she's the she's the one who pushes Emily in like to do things and to you know, explore and get out of her comfort zone. and Yeah. yeah. It's just like the scenes like that where she's like, oh, I used to sing. And it's like, well, sing. And then she sings in the park and she's got her eyes closed while she's singing. And all these people think her voice is beautiful while they're listening to her. And she like gathers a crowd and then she opens her eyes at the end of the song and realizes that she's got this big crowd and they're all like clapping. And then like a small child hugs her. Like that was very cliche. <laughs> it's the kids that she nanny. It was. She does have a beautiful voice. She is a Broadway star. Um, she was in the Mean Girls Broadway production. Like the actress? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Didn't her know name that. is Ashley. I don't know her last name. Um, but yeah. Anything else? Um, yeah, no, that's uh that's about everything I had. Yeah. Okay. Um, a few fun facts. So, um, all of the wardrobe is done by a woman named Patricia Field, who was the costume designer for Sex in the City. 
Um, there's a lot of like clothing references that are very similar to Sex in the City. I like when you see the wardrobe, it feels very Sex in the City. Like it's like these unique pieces put together that feels very Carrie Bradshaw. Like Carrie Bradshaw would like throw some things together that like wouldn't work, but then it kind of works because she car- she's Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. That's like when you watch Sex in the City, they're always wearing, yeah, well, especially Carrie Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. She's always wearing, that's Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker's character for those that don't watch Sex in the City. Um, I mean, doesn't everyone know that even if you don't watch Sex in the City? No. What? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh Sorry. Gosh. Sorry to burst your bubble, babe, but no. <laughs> Um, not everybody just knows who that is, what? but, uh, but yeah, every new scene that Carrie's in yeah. on Sex and the City, she's got, you know, she's wearing, yeah. she's, she's wearing Louis Vuitton now, now she's wearing Gucci, now she's wearing <laughs> Which makes no sense like, because like in the show, she's like, I'm broke, I'm a writer, so how can you afford all that? <laughs> because she spends all her money on her clothes. Um, but yeah, no, that, like that's, that's very much reminiscent. Yeah. Like Emily, Emily in Paris is reminiscent yeah. of that. In that. Yeah. yeah, it's always some nice outfit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't particularly like Emily's wardrobe in season one, but I like some of the other seasons. Well, I caught a glimpse of you watching season three yesterday and I was paying attention to the wardrobe yeah. in like the little screen caps that I saw and I noticed like, oh yeah, yeah. it's much more yeah. plussed up. It's like there's definitely more of a budget... Mm-hmm. because the show did well in their first season, you know, yeah. like make the fashion cute in season one. But then yeah. when you're getting renewed for season two and you've got more money, then you could spend more on that fashion yeah. and it's noticeable. Yeah. 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 I definitely like her season three outfits a lot. Um, speaking of outfits. So we watched the episode where she's trying to get this fashion designer. Um, oh, what's his name? I know exactly who yes. you're talking anyway, about. Anyway, she's trying to get this fashion. A big name fashion designer. Yes, Pierre Kiddo, I think is his name. Oh. Pierre Kiddo. okay. So she's trying to get him to become a client of their firm, Savoir. Um, and so she is going to this opera that he's going to be at, and basically it's going to like pitch him like, here, this is what we're trying to do. Join us. We can do this. Um, and she's wearing this like outfit that's supposed to be like an ode, an homage to Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. So Lily Collins looks a lot like Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. And <laughs> there was like, she did like a photo shoot way back for a magazine that was like recreating these Audrey Hepburn looks. I think she in general just like really likes Audrey Hepburn. I think she's like taking Instagram pictures or something that's like very Audrey Hepburn like. Okay. But anyway, so recently. Oh. They are coming out, or uh, they released that they're coming out with the Audrey Hepburn biopic. Uh, <laughs> and so I think I in a lot, of, a lot of people's minds was like, they're going to cast Lily Collins. Who else would they cast? They say that they're casting Rooney Mara. <laughs> and I remember Rooney Mara, that, girl that, with the dragon tattoo. No, no, right? I know, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm picturing it. That could work. It could work. It could work. Um, but <laughs> she's, she's a better actress. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, indeed. <laughs> but it was so funny because the news came out and immediately I text my friend Ashley and I'm like, oh my gosh, did you see this whole like Audrey Hepburn thing? And immediately Ashley was like, Lily Collins must be like digging her own grave right now. Like she must be so upset because it's just like, I don't know. I don't know why there was such like a tie to like Lily Collins and Audrey Hepburn and it was just this thing expected. Yeah. And when I was looking it up, so many people on Twitter are like, what? Like we thought Lily Collins would be like placed in this role because, that's that's fan yeah. communities for you yeah and it's just there's a whole debate on twitter of like should it have been rooney mara should it have been lily collins but i just thought it was funny <laughs> i'm I like i wonder how she feels i think it should have been rooney mara <laughs> uh. <laughs> if we want phenomenal acting rooney mara right i mean rooney mara looks enough like audrey hepburn i, I do think lily collins is just like an exact replica of audrey hepburn looks wise but, you know, got to have the acting chops. She too. could probably do an Audrey Hepburn voice a little bit better than maybe Rooney Mara would. Like Rooney Mara's voice just Rooney doesn't. Voice. It's well, I would say it's Audrey Hepburn is a little more like, I don't know, bubbly sounding. Mm. Rooney Mara's, I would not say bubbly. <laughs> yeah. But if this is a bio, we don't know how Audrey Hepburn was in real life. That's true. That's true. So. That could have all just been for the movies, you know? Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I don't know why I thought that was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that is hilarious. Um, last note I have is Lily Collins used to speak French fluently, oh. um, but was very out of practice. So for this show, it was like uh, Emily's character does not speak French, and so she's learning French. And so she kind of gets to like relearn her French brush up on her skills so whoa the, the parallels are never ending <laughs> between these i couldn't find really people. i couldn't find very interesting facts like the guy who plays gabrielle used to be a sous chef so i that's believe it something yeah yeah but other than that there really wasn't too many but, but also you, you mentioned the costume designer was from sex in the city the creator of this show also created sex in the city oh. i remember looking up mm -hmm. so there's you know a reason yeah. for that yeah which would which of the two, as a fan of Sex and the City, would you say is uh, <laughs> written better? <laughs> I don't know. Sex and the City has a lot of problematic writing. Sure. Um, it's kind of hard to go back and rewatch it because you hear the stuff that they say and you're like, oh. And I think they tried to make up for that in the new spinoff. And just like that. Yeah, and then it became very cringe because <laughs> they were just doing the most and it felt so unnatural. Um, so uh, writing-wise, I don't – I mean, I guess Sex in the City, if you take out all the problematic stuff. I also feel like Sex in the City as a show was kind of boring. Like, I don't right. know. Yeah. It, it's not I've a – I've never really watched it. I've just seen uh, the two movies. Yeah, it's not – the most fun show i guess it's just kind of like i feel like the fashion is iconic and then like samantha <laughs> is iconic all right <laughs> like i like samantha's character but other than that like the writing itself is i mean the show itself is kind of like dull yeah. in my opinion yeah. and I, I know people who love sex in the city like that um i think my mom really likes sex in the city yeah and i do enjoy it it's like a comfort show for me to just have on in the background and i love the movie the first movie the second movie is atrocious um i saw the second movie first and that was my whole impression of like the whole thing and no. i was like this is garbage and yeah no but then i did watch the first movie with you many many years later and, first movie's uh, phenomenal 
The first movie was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think the shows are just two very different things. This is a lot more, like you said, like bubbly and it's like meant to just be like a super joyful show. Um, and yeah, just be like kind of pure entertainment. Like you don't have to think too much about it. You just put it on and it makes you feel good type of thing. Seems like a Netflix show that yeah. every year comes out <clears throat> with about 10 episodes that people will watch and then, uh, enjoy and give them their escapism and then yeah. they'll get that escapism again next year yeah i will say i'm very surprised it is doing as well as it's doing i remember because i watched the first sh- uh season when it like had just come out and when i watched the show i was like there's no way they're making more of this like it was the dumbest show i've seen and like it just has taken off and so i'm like dang people like it like that but then talking to everyone I know who has watched the show, it, they all say the same thing of like, it's a terrible show. It's so corny. It's so dumb, but we can't stop watching it. So it's like, well. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we watched six episodes and um, I mean, like when you were watching season three yesterday, I was like, oh no, spoilers. Yeah. So I'm like, do, do I, do, do I, I like care? <laughs> I yeah. I'm like, yeah. Will I finish it? I don't know. Yeah. And maybe it's just the timing that it came out. I think in the past few years, there's just been so much terrible things happening. Like so much depressing stuff happening in the world that to have a show like this that's just so completely lighthearted is like maybe what we all needed. And that's why we enjoy it so much. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hard to argue against that. Mm Mm-hmm. There's really no reason to argue against that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that is, yeah, my my, my review is uh, might finish, might <laughs> not. Um, you know, like if we put it on, I'll be like, oh. But if we don't, I'll be like, hmm. You know what? I think the way that we would finish it is if we continue to watch it in the morning. In the morning, yeah, because yeah. Because I think... I've noticed, so we've been, like we said, we started waking up at 6 a.m. every day this week. And for the first few days, we put on Emily in Paris. Yeah. It's a nice, light way to start the day. Right, right. And I felt like I started my day off in a really good mood. The past two days, we've watched stuff that's a little bit darker. A little heavier, yeah. Yeah, and I noticed that I'm more, like, drowsy and I'm, like, more Mm. just, like, uh, you know, like I feel like you want to start the day with something that I think starting it with brightening. something brightening. Yeah, starting it with something a bit lighter keeps me more energized to hmm. continue the day versus when we're starting something darker. I'm like trying to I'm trying to focus on what's going on. It's like a lot of brain power for six in the morning. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Um I personally have no preference for either type of show in the morning i'm yeah. like i've just got a backlog uh so <laughs> anything is good to put on yeah yeah um but i do think that this show worked really well for watching it in the morning if i like had worked all day and it's now nighttime i don't think i would want to watch it yeah you know yeah. but for like starting the day off it's like ah mm-hmm. it's kind of nice mm-hmm. so yeah i get that mm-hmm. yeah all right. All right. Let's move on. Cool. So what did I assign you this week? You assigned me One Punch Man, which I wish we could replay oh, a clip of my reaction. That's, that's your note. My bad. <laughs> I know. I pinned yours. Um, I wish we could replay a clip of my reaction. <laughs> so 
episode then. When? What? <laughs> because I was so, like, I was dreading this. Oh, uh, oh, last episode when yeah. you were like... I was like, no. No. I don't want to watch it. Remember how I was back in, in an anime <laughs> rut? Like, this, this might put, put me, me in. in. Yeah. Yeah, I was not happy. This show was so freaking funny. <laughs> this happens every time. <laughs> and I loved it. This was not what I thought it was. I'm going to be honest. It really surprised me. I didn't think it was like this comedic show. I thought yeah. it was just this like very Action like, show. yeah, this very like, oh, I'm strong man. Fight, 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 fight. Like I thought that was what it was. And I was not here for that. <laughs> but it surprised me. No, this this is a comedy. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. So... What's it about? Yes. So One Punch Man is about this guy named... S- 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 How do you pronounce his name? <laughs> Say- Saitama. Saitama. <laughs> Saitama. Say- Saitama. Yeah. Saitama. Um, <laughs> yeah, Saitama, who a while back... So, so we start off with seeing Saitama, and he's already like One Punch Man. Like he's this like... There's this villain, this big purple alien dude. He comes up... Hits him with one punch, knocks the dude out, like kills I mean, just him. destroys yeah, him, destroys really, him yeah. with that one punch. And so we're like, "Whoa, this dude's strong!" And they go back in time three years to show kind of like what led up to that. So you see this guy who's Saitama, but he's got a, hair. Yeah, he's got hair. He looks different. Um, and he basically gets into a situation, determines he wants to be a hero. Um, and so that kind of starts his training. And so he trains to become like the strongest person ever. Later, we learned that his little training regimen was like 100 squats, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, and then running like 10, was, kilometers. 10 kilometers every single day. Every single day. <laughs> and he did such hardcore training that he lost his hair, which he's very sensitive about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's like essentially how he became One Punch Man. Um, and so, but like, I just want to point out, like, all these characters are like amazed at his strength, and they yeah. want to know the secret of like, what do you do yeah, for strength like, training? How do you become so strong? And then he tells them like, that's what he does, and he does that every day. And they're like, and they like think he's like pulling he's, like, their you're, leg. You're full of it. Like yeah. that's that's not even that intense. Like it's basic <laughs> strength training. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah. He's like, I don't know what to say. That's just <laughs> what I do. So it's like really funny because they think he has some sort of secret. And so basically now there's like different monsters and things that pop up in the city. He goes, which like he never is really like trying to seek out the monsters. It's always like he happens to be around or like he's doing something. They're in the way. And so he has to deal with it. Um, And that's how he ends up like fighting the thing and he's he's like looking for a like really strong yeah he's looking for a really strong opponent someone that challenges him and he like cannot seem to find that like everyone is just too like he's just too strong for everyone yeah the show keeps like throwing bigger and bigger challenges at him with like yeah. stronger and stronger people and every single time like you kind of go oh is this gonna be it and then he boom done yeah yeah yeah, and so along the way, there is a, like, cyborg dude named Genos. 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 Um, there's a Genos and a Genos. There's Genus. Genus. There we go. Which okay. anybody who's seen the show has no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we won't worry about him. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> he's like a two-episode character. Yeah. Um, but 
what's his name? Geno? Genos? Genos. Genos. Okay. The cyborg guy? Yeah. Genos. So there's this cyborg guy named Genos who kind of comes along and sees Saitama like beat up this guy with one punch. And so he's like, oh my gosh, please be my master. Like teach me your ways. I want to be as strong as you. Like I want to be your like mentee. And Saitama's like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like he's kind of he's kind of a lazy character. He's yeah, like, yeah. He just wants to like eat and chill. He, yeah, he just like sits at home all day, eats, <laughs> watches the news, reads manga. Like that's yeah. all he does. Yeah. <laughs> and so Genos is like following him around, and it's like, teach me, teach me. And he like can't seem to get rid of him. And so at some point, they. Uh, Genos is like, oh, there's this like hero registration. You can register to be a hero. That's what you want, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's like, yes, I want to be a hero. So they both register, take the test. Um, Genos, like the hero administration is like, he's the like best guy. Like he gets class S, S, which is like top tier hero. Um, And he's goes to Saitama is like oh you probably got like amazing scores like you're probably pretty funny scene. yeah he's like you're like probably one of the best <laughs> and Saitama's like I'm class C like he got like 71 out of 100 points um but it, it was like yeah. a written exam and a physical, physical exam. exam and you know Genos gets 100 out of 100 yeah. at, for the whole thing and Saitama gets like a 71 out of 100 so he just barely makes it and he, he got a 50 out of 50 on the physical exam yeah but then he got he did terribly on the written portion <laughs> yeah but the when they're like revealing what class he got it's so funny because you see Genos has like this big s on his paper and they like halfway pull out uh Saitama's and you can see the top of the C like the curve but they're like oh my gosh you were you were class S as well like the font's even bigger (laughs) the font size is way bigger like you're that great yeah but then they pull it out and it's like no it's actually a C not an S yeah Yeah. that was pretty funny Yeah. yeah so the rest of the shot was really just like he needs to, you know, do things around the city, fight people so he can get his rank up. Um, and Genos is still, like, trying to be his mentee. And Saitama's like, I really don't know what to tell you. Like, you're already class S. Set a goal for yourself. Try to achieve that goal. I need to go raise my rank as a hero so I can be top tier as well. And so, like, that's kind of where we're at is they're just, like, doing their own little separate things yeah for the meantime yeah there was like an episode where a meteor was gonna like destroy the city that Saitama lives in which is apparently abandoned mm-hmm. um and he I mean he does destroy it but it still kind of like explodes and destroys parts of the city so then everybody's like blaming him for destroying the city yeah. when it's like realistically he was the only person that could have destroyed the meteor so there's like there's just this persistent gag of like he is the strongest person by far and nobody actually can recognize that yeah yeah and that's his thing it's like he doesn't want to be a hero just to be a hero he's like i want people to know who i am like i want people to recognize me yeah they like yeah he wants people to know that he is the strongest yeah but they just like (laughs) for whatever reason they don't recognize that yeah. at There's all. So many they different think that situations. he's a fraud. They thought he was a criminal because yeah. the, there was like a bunch of guys who were like terrorizing the city that were all bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, no. He's like, I have to go take these guys out because everybody's going to start thinking that I'm a criminal because yeah, yeah. I'm bald. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah, it's just a very funny show. And like yeah. a lot of the time, he has this blank stare where his head is kind of like an egg shape. Mm-hmm. But then when he's like really serious, you can see like his the shape of his eyes change to become like more sharper and triangle like. And he's got like his yeah. eyebrows, and he's kind of got this like his. There's just more like detail more to his head. Yeah, he's yeah. more chiseled head. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. like, it's always fun to watch them uh, yeah. play around with that. Yeah. The only weird thing about the show. Oh, yeah. Is that there's so much nudity. <laughs> well, you should clarify what that means because that. What in does some, that mean? Well, in some people's heads, that means, like, full-blown nudity. Oh, okay. So You no, have to you clarify don't see, what that means. You don't see private parts, but you see a naked torso and, like, naked legs. Yeah. Like that. Well, yeah. Of men. Of, yeah, of men, not of the women. But, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just, like, nudity for nudity's sake. Like, it's, like, it's a, it's mostly funny, I'm assuming. Yeah. But it, it's, like, why? <laughs> why is there so much of it? That's probably, I, I might eat my words here, but that's maybe just more of, like, a what's funny in Japan kind mm, of thing. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Because it's, like, every villain or whatever it's like they end up like naked and then it's like ha they ran away naked and it's like (laughs) (laughs) what yeah that's that's just yeah that's yeah just a different thing i don't know yeah that yeah i mean that's just like one of those things but yeah i mean this this show's still very funny it is um it's got two seasons both of the so the the second season came out after like like four years after the first season came out, it took a long time for that to get made. And it was made by a different studio between seasons. And I would definitely say like, I've, I've seen both seasons, but I much more so preferred the first season to the second mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly cause it's just like funny getting introduced to the character and like the situations that he's in Mm -hmm. and then the second season starts to kind of like build more of like a lasting story Mm -hmm. um that like is good it just wasn't like like when the first season came out it was 2015 my hero academia that didn't exist yet so like there was no superhero anime Mm -hmm. and for like the the superhero anime that came out was this guy who was one punch man who could just destroy things in one hit. That was like, oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this been done with superheroes before. And like, I've never seen a superhero anime. Mm-hmm. And then in between season one and season two, like three seasons of My Hero Academia came out. Mm-hmm. And then that just like really kind of fleshed out superheroes in anime in a very like sky high kind of way mm-hmm. that like, was really original and like also had never really seen before. Mm -hmm. So then going back to one punch man for season two, Mm -hmm. it just kind of was like comparatively the world wasn't quite as interesting, Mm -hmm. but it's the, it's like the gags and the just hilarity of the concept of the show that for me really sells it. Yeah. That like works in this like tighter episode count. So they, for the second season, they like tried to make it more like serious. Like, what was what are you? It's saying? no, no. It's not that it's more serious. There's just like, 
there's the overarching story in season one is just like Saitama becoming recognized and like introducing the character in the world Mm -hmm. and just like these funny gags that of just things that he has to deal with as the person who is the strongest but nobody recognizes him for that Mm -hmm. like it is supposed to be the concept is like super strong hero that -hmm. struggles with life's like mundane Mm-hmm. problems mm-hmm. Um, because being the strongest in life can only take you so far mm-hmm. um, but then the second season kind of like tries to introduce like a recurring villain mm-hmm. give more of like an overarching struggle yeah and uh, I just wasn't as interested in it yeah I think that makes sense because like I feel like that is the beauty of this show is like you have these just like episodes that like aren't connected that are just yeah they're like little bits and pieces of just like humor and fun and lightness and that's what makes it fun versus like my hero like you said it's more like they're more like my hero is more it's a very my hero is very serious yeah yeah yeah. and I feel like I feel like that's why I struggled to like finish my hero because I got tired (laughs) like it was just like draining I was like oh my gosh this whole journey has just been like so much Um, And so it was kind of refreshing to have this one where it's like, okay, this is just fun. Like, this is fun stuff that's happening and, like, funny. You're meant to be more, like, emotionally connected to the struggles of the characters in My Hero. Yeah. Whereas this is, like, yeah, it's just... It's just supposed to be, like, a parody on the superhero genre. Yeah. 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 So that's interesting that they try to take it in, like, a little bit of a different direction. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a different direction, but, like, Saitama's character still, still serves as, like, yeah. you know, for comedy. Yeah. But it's, like, it's all of this, it's, it's, it's tough because all of the villain's stuff will only last as long as until Saitama gets there. Yeah. And, you know, the... The show will give varying reasons for what takes him so long mm-hmm. um, to arrive on the scene. Mm-hmm. And I guess like that kind of starts to feel old mm. or stale at a certain point. Gotcha. Of like, well, I know he's just going to show up. Yeah. That's all we need is for him to show up and just punch things. Yeah. And it's like, if it's leaning into the comedic aspects of that, then it's great. Mm-hmm. If it's, if it's, more so to like tell a story that's actually like not that interesting because then it's like what's the point yeah (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. that was the interesting thing watching this show is okay like before we even started watching it i was wondering like how is the show gonna be because like i did know i knew we were gonna watch the show about a guy who like in one punch could like destroy a person yeah and so i was like won't that be boring? He, like, he's just too strong. Like, that'll be so boring. I didn't realize the comedic aspect of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like, when we started watching the show and these villains would pop up, I'd be like, ooh, okay, who's this villain? Like, how's this going to play out? And then, yeah, I quickly realized, oh, each villain's going to get destroyed within that episode yeah, in, yeah. like, two seconds. Yeah. So, yeah, so I was like, okay, I, I don't need to have this attachment to, like, oh, who's this? Per- what's this person about? Who's right. this person? What is their motive? Because, like, it doesn't matter. But that initial attachment of you not knowing that it's not going to matter because yeah. you're used to being like, oh, a villain, like, this is going to be a pretty serious yeah. problem. Yeah. Like, n- you, despite the fact that, like, yes, he does just punch things one time and it takes things out, like, yeah. at the beginning of the show, you do- you're not, like, you're not really guaranteed that because you don't know. Yeah. 
and then it's when like he shock. does it's like it's the yeah it's that shock that yeah. is like really funny and entertaining yeah um there's like i don't know if it's episode two or three but it's like these villains who pop up and he's like oh finally i've met my match and like this whole like big thing happens this big spectacle where they're like fighting and then you realize it's a dream yeah <laughs> like i was like what <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 because i was like oh, okay this is this is the show so like we're off the bat nope. we're finding people who he's like okay these are like gonna be difficult villains and it's nope. like no <laughs> they're not nope yep, yep. <laughs> that's funny they just get stronger and stronger and uh <clears throat> and you just decks him every time yeah and even in my note like i was taking notes on like okay house of evolution i need to know this i need to like make sure i'm keeping yeah, up nobody and knows what that is <laughs> at the episode he was like i guess i'm done with evolution i was like what yeah, yeah, <laughs> i yeah. just wrote all these notes for nothing he just yeah he just <laughs> he finds where the bad guys are and he just destroys it yeah literally after that whole house of evolution episode i stopped taking notes yeah. i was like i don't need to take notes yeah there's nothing that's gonna keep like that's gonna continue and i feel like so like if you watch this on netflix it's only, it only has the first season. And I feel like that's an intentional decision on the part of Netflix, which would be like, yeah, this is, you only need 12 episodes of this concept. The second season, like, yeah, maybe they didn't like it so much or, or maybe they did want it. I don't know. Um, but it's like, I don't, I wouldn't recommend sitting and watching all of this show. Cause I guess I don't feel like you need to, like there's a season three that's getting made and it's going to be made by Mappa, who's like the cutting edge uh, anime studio right now. And, you know, I'll, I mean, I will watch that. But I, when I recommend One Punch Man to somebody, I'm really saying, like, watch season one. Mm-hmm. Does Netflix do that? Like, intentionally select seasons? Yeah, I mean, like, you can't, like, if you go and watch Survivor on Netflix, they only have, like, one or two seasons at a time. Yeah, well, and they yeah, hand, but, they like. they pick them based on quality. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, but, like. They're not going to show. Who makes that decision? Who's, like, season 18, fantastic. Season 20, terrible. Like, well, how see, did they come to well, that Well, season decision? 20 of Survivor's great, but. Um, I'm just, like, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, they they know which seasons are the most popular with the communities and stuff, and, like, they will. In the case of Survivor, they will pick, yeah, like, they had season 16 and season, like, 36 or 37. And both of those, if you check, like, top 10 Survivor seasons lists, both of those are in, like, the top five. Why not And then season 18 is also, why not have every season of Survivor on Netflix? You know how much money they have to pay for that? Oh, yeah, How that's do- the point. Like, you go on Paramount Plus if you want to watch every season of Netflix. And that's the point. They want, Param- from Paramount's perspective, give Netflix access to one or two seasons at a time if yeah. somebody and give them the best seasons so that people who have Netflix will watch those best seasons and be like, I want to watch other seasons. So then they go to Paramount Plus oh. and pay for a subscription. That's literally does- why I have a Paramount Plus subscription. <laughs> And so it worked, you know. How does Netflix make money? Like, how? Because they're paying people to have pay the to have a Netflix account. Yeah, but a Netflix account is what fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, is all that adding up to how much they're paying you know to many, have these rights to like put these things on the? You know how many people have Netflix accounts? That's a I mean, recurring I know, payment. Yeah, I know. Monthly. I know. I know. I know. It builds up to a lot of money, but I don't know. It's just. I mean, they've, How do they've they determine started, what goes on Netflix and when? 
I mean, I'm sure they have like content, uh, hmm, like content choosers. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, because you know, like, there is somebody who's catering yeah. all of the content, and like, there are people, teams of people that are deciding what they now want to make available on Netflix and there is always a strategy to it and there's yeah. there's something in it for Paramount to put an e- yeah. a season or two of Survivor on Netflix because yeah. then it you know tells people to like hey come over to my platform so are all of these streaming platforms like working in cahoots with Amazon because like no well okay but like think about it right when oh, it's ho- I mean- like when it's Halloween time they pull off the like movies that you would want to watch and it's like oh you can only rent this on amazon and then like i wouldn't say as soon so as halloween's much, over they put it back on netflix or yeah yeah i wouldn't say so much that they're in cahoots with amazon so much as it's probably amazon um like there's probably some kind of deal between like the distributors of the um like the people who work for the studio where mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that makes the Halloween movies or mm-hmm. distributed the Halloween movies mm-hmm. and being like, okay, for 11 months of the year, like contractually, like Netflix, you can have this. Yeah. But during October, we won't give it to you. And it's so much to keep track of. It's, but I mean, it makes total sense from a business perspective though, because then when people really want to watch your thing, they'll have to, rent they'll it, have have to, to go rent it. it and pay the extra money for it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of working in cahoots. Sure. Because Netflix is but like, it's not okay. just, But it's not just Amazon. It's any video well, yeah. rental platform. Yeah. So that's like PlayStation has their own video rental platform. Apple that. has their own video rental platform. Amazon has their own video rental platform, which it's like, I mean, Amazon and Apple are probably the two most popular ones. But it's like, yeah, yeah PlayStation and Xbox also have their own. And you just wouldn't. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Exactly. <laughs> The world of streaming, it's so weird. I want, like, I just want to, I just want to shadow. <laughs> like, I just want to like, intern at Netflix just so I, like, know how it all works. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a strategy. It's a, it's, you know, it's a yeah. content strategy. Yeah. And they, I mean, they have producers at Netflix that are choosing which shows to green light. And, you know, they green light stuff like Emily in Paris, even yeah. though it's not good. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's like, not. you know, it's like, it's, it's know, not peak. Sure, yeah, it's not peak entertainment, yeah. but they're like, people are going to love this and watch yeah. it. That's what they care about. They don't care about well, things getting sense. good reviews. They care about if people are going to yeah, watch it Yeah, if people click not. on it and watch it. That makes sense. Like, when it comes to their original stuff, all of that, I get that. But, it, like, when it comes to just, like, what they have streaming, like, whether they have, you know, it's February, let's put Have a Lose a Guy in 10 Days on there, you know? Like, yeah. how does that decision get made? And, like, what are the kind of legal things that go into like whether or not they can even do that yeah i mean it's just it's it's whatever they put in the contract i wonder how they're keeping because that's a lot of contracts oh yeah sure but i mean there's also there's only so many distributors and studios in the world they i'm sure like you know between netflix and the distributors that they're they're working with it's not just maybe there's like you know the a specific contract that relates to like all the Halloween stuff, but it's yeah. like in general, there's like a contract with like yeah. a list of things that they are distributing for that company to put onto Netflix, and it's all just being signed off on. Yeah, and it's not you know it's not like they're looking at each individual movie and saying like, 
you know, well, in some cases they are, but it's like for the most part, they're like these things are batched together, yeah. right? And how you determine put on the how platform all batched. at once. And then some things, some things they'll say, you know, okay, well, th- well, this is going to be taken off by this date, and you know, but a lot of that stuff, yeah, it's just batched. And how do you determine what gets batched? I don't know. They probably have yeah. some kind of algorithm of entertainment for that. <laughs> Like, you know, when it's like, I think HBO does this. They might all do it. But, like, it's like leaving. What's leaving soon? Well, Netflix does it, too. Like, what's leaving soon? It's like, hurry up and watch it. Because, like, December 15th, it'll be gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how did they come up with that list? Did they have a meaning of, like, all right, this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie. Yeah, and, I mean, those. in a lot of cases, it's just, like, it's just a it's a contract. And there's just the movie. And they said, we're going to put this on there for this many days. And they hope that, you know, that amount of exposure will... Suffice. <laughs> Suffice, yeah. That's just a lot to keep like, up with. Netflix is probably paying them. Yeah. Because then it keeps people on Netflix. Yeah. But then there's some movies that are on multiple streaming services. Yeah. And it's like. That's confusing. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. That's so much to keep up there's with. A, yeah, there's a whole business to it. And. The people who figured that out. All we can do is speculate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, back to One Punch Man. Um, <laughs> I do have like other notes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> okay, um, so one thing that I wrote down was that there's actually a One Punch Man video game. Um, this, this is interesting because it's, it's a fighting game and it's three on three fights. But what do you think they did about Saitama's character? What do you mean? Well, he can defeat everything in one punch. Yeah. So that would be imbalanced mm, if you just game. made the character who can destroy everything in one punch, mm. you know, available in battle. Yeah. His whole gimmick is that he destroys everything in one punch. If he was a character and now fighting against somebody mm-hmm. and not destroying them in one punch, that's not, you know, consistent with the brilliant. So um, what do you think they did? Maybe it's like Pokemon. Well, you know when your Pokemon's like, they're like, Winston was sleeping and didn't listen to you when you said you wanted him to do this or whatever, you know? Mm. That wouldn't make any sense. That'd be so boring. Well, you're kind of on to something there. So what they actually <laughs> did was, um, if you ch- so it's three on three. If you choose to put Saitama on your team, mm-hmm. then he will show up late to the <laughs> fight. There's like a Saitama meter, mm-hmm. and it's like how far away he is from the fight. <laughs> so you have to survive long enough, long enough with your yeah. two characters yeah. against somebody else's three mm. until Saitama shows up. Mm. Um, so they they try to balance it that way. I was kind of right. Yeah, you were kind of right. You, you, you were, like I said, you were on to something. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate when my Pokemon don't listen. I'm like, just do it. <laughs> we gotta we gotta get more badges. That's the whole point. Oh, That's I can't get badges if they don't listen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, something about that Pokemon game I've realized is that when I'm in areas with like weaker Pokemon, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll just use my weaker pokemon i won't use my strong pokemon i'll use this as an opportunity to train my weaker ones Mm. and that is something i actually really appreciate about this new pokemon game is that encourages me to actually use a little bit of everything anyway that's last week's episode (laughs) but i just wanted to point that out i I noticed that in this past week i appreciate that uh anyway on one punch man the (laughs) so the creator of the series goes by one it's like a pseudonym it's Um, like l 
Yeah, but it's one. It's like all caps O N E. Um, he also created Mob Psycho 100, which a lot of people. That's another anime that I think it just concluded recently, and a lot of people really like it. I've never mm. watched it. Um, it's about like a psychic character, but um, yeah. So he also created that. He came up with the concept for One Punch Man, where it's it's supposed to kind of be. It was originally a web manga, so it was, he was posting it on the internet, and it was supposed to be this gag of, um, there's like a children's character in Japan called Anpan Man, and Anpan is like a red bean paste pastry, and he, that's like his, his head is an Anpan, it's like Anpan Man, and it's kind of like this cute kitty thing, mm-hmm. um, and so then he created Wanpan Man, and if you look at their outfits... Um, they're very kind of like like Saitama's uh, superhero outfit is kind of it's very reminiscent of Anpan Man, um, but yeah, if you look at well, yeah, so he created One Pan Man, which is like One Punchy, which is that's One Punch, um, so it's like One Pan Man, and um, that was just like the inception of the character and he was like yeah what if it was a character who was the strongest and was dealing with you know the mundane struggles of life outside of being the strongest and yeah that was the whole thing and uh some other things is uh there are making a live action adaptation for the movie i read so sony sony's columbia pictures but it's said to be making a live-action movie. And Justin Lin, the director of about half of the Fast and Furious movies, <sighs> is attached to be directing this. Is Vin Diesel going to be One Punch Man? <laughs> that, I'd watch that. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> uh, now you've piqued my curiosity. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, the Fast and Furious movies have gotten, like, just fully spectacled out like they they can't go higher than they are and there's there are a lot of like macho bald dudes in that <laughs> franchise so maybe actually he is the right choice as director you know given the gag He's an expert on macho bald men <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah given the gag and like just the absurdity of the uh, set pieces in the Fast and Furious fan- franchise, maybe he is the right choice because he can capture that absurdity. The comedic aspect of it, yeah. Yeah, like lean into the comedic aspect yeah. of these absurd, large, you know, explosions and cars. Well, <laughs> like, not cars for One Punch Man, but just like the... Yeah. Just, yeah, the, the absurd action, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe not so bad. But, like, I'm not holding my breath. I think it's, there's just no way it's going to be good. So, (laughs) right? Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine any live action version of this that would be just not ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Um, The only other thing I have to say is that i so i chose this last week um specifically because i thought you would really like genos um yeah 
So like every every time we watch a new anime, I you pick know, my person. You pick your person. I'm yeah. like, that's my that's watch my dude Jujutsu right there. Jujutsu Kaisen and uh, Gojo is your person, or like Levi yeah. and Attack on Titan. Like, there's always you always have a person. I always look for and that I, person too. And I was like, oh yeah, Genos. Like he'll be like the ultimate person. She'll really like him. And as soon as we, as soon as he's on screen, the first thing you go. And say is ew. <laughs> I no, I feel like you've been trying to pinpoint what's my anime type. Yeah, like who's the guy I go for in anime? And you like, do you like this person? I'm like, no. And you're like, oh, <laughs> like it's like you can't yeah. seem to pinpoint it. <laughs> I I thought Genos would be like the man. Absolutely not. And Every so, time I look at him, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> and so now. I feel like for a lot of people, Genos is like the man. So for those people, what's what is your explanation for why he is not why, the man? To me? Yeah. Why is he not your person? I don't know. It's just I don't like the cyborgness. Like he's just mm. there's something not human about him mm. that throws me off. And I don't like that his eyes are like black. Like, I don't know. It's just visually weird. Okay. And he doesn't have much of a personality like sure yeah so he's not really supposed to yeah he's like very serious like he's very like robotic in a sense you know that's true and so that's why i'm like he doesn't do it for me i just thought like the short blonde hair with like the blonde hair it's when they have white hair yeah but i thought the short blonde hair with like the the earrings in both ears like i thought that would yeah yeah (laughs) i I thought i thought that would be it Mm -mm. no no i like the kind of like serial killer looking dudes <laughs> and like, I you're, like your dobby Genos, like I your th- dobby kind of dudes oh dobby, dobby as from in, my hero yeah not harry potter um, no 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 <laughs> um or you're like very just like stoic kind of characters like aizawa yeah i like him i just i thought genos would be like the stoic for serial you killer kind of dude. yeah no, he didn't do it he didn't do it i'm sorry however that's okay no, I don't think we met a. I was gonna say, have we met a character that I liked? No, we haven't. No. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, thought that would do it. Guess not. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is what it is. <laughs> well, I anything like, else? Now that we, if we ever watch, well, we will watch more anime together. Yeah. I want you to pick the person you think. Okay. <laughs> like in the show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else you'd like to say about One Punch Man? No, I just I really enjoyed it. It was not what I thought it was gonna be. I apologize to the One Punch fans for the way I reacted when I was assigned One Punch, and I was proven wrong. It's a great show. All right, cool. Well, ready to assign for next week? I am. Do you want to go first? I went first last time. I would love to. Don't have. (laughs) Oh wait, no. Okay, got it. Boom. No, I picked. I picked something. Okay. Whiplash. Whiplash. Have you seen that? that Miles Teller. It's a drumming movie. Drumming? Yeah. Like yeah. music drumming? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I have. Okay, you'd know if you've seen it. Okay. All right, Whiplash. Miles Teller? Yeah. Drumming? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to assign you, have you seen Cruel Intentions? Uh, Reese Witherspoon, Sarah Michelle Geller. No, I don't think I have. Okay. I was thinking. I thought I was thinking of Basic Instinct, which I have seen. No, but no. Cruel Intentions. No, I've not seen that. 
Okay. I have only seen it once, and I thought it was very weird, so I decided right. to watch it again. Okay. And what did I just give you? Whiplash. Okay, Whiplash and Cruel Intentions. Yeah, that'll be... Interesting. Random. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, cool. cool. Next week, uh, Whiplash and Cruel Intentions. Yep. See you then. See you then. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.